Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. So glad that you guys are here with us today. We are going to continue talking about testimonies and how we can tell that. I think we're in the middle of the three-step model that yeah. Paul taught us. Yeah, it's how to share your testimony. Um, uh, because this was, I was taught this in the first six months of my Christianity by my pastor who wanted to make sure that I learned not only to have an encounter, that's one of our big three words. That's right. Community, encounter, and growth. That's right. But so it was important that to him that I had a genuine encounter with the Holy Spirit, but then equally important was that I learned to articulate the counter, the mm-hmm. encounter. So this is about how to articulate the encounter that you've experienced with the Holy Spirit. So we, we talked about, you start by telling who you were. This is the Apostle Paul gave us this model. Then we're going to talk. Say we're going to tell about the encounter itself, um, and that's going to help people give them hope that they could have the encounter. And telling them who you were gives them hope for where they're currently at. Now we're going to talk about what changed in my life after the encounter happened. Now our risk goes up at this point when we're talking about who we were. We're talking about, yeah, this is who I was, but I'm not that person anymore. Mm -hmm. Then we're talking about the encounter. Well, we're talking about, okay, this is the experience I had. But now we're starting to talk about what changed. Well, you know, the problem with talking (laughs) about what changed is, is that we're still living that out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A new level of accountability enters in. Uh huh. (laughs) Well, now I live in the joy of the Lord and then... And the next day you go to work depressed. I mean, it's, so so this is this is what changed. It doesn't mean it's it doesn't mean you have to have fully arrived. It doesn't mean it. It's okay to be still walking it out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's changed, but it's two out of three days. I, mm-hmm. This is successfully changed, right? Mm-hmm. So it is it is something that you're currently. Uh, living out, the risk is, what if I fail, right? Mm -hmm. But it's worth the risk because Mm -hmm. the testimony of what changed in my life gives hope to the person you're telling it to. Mm -hmm. And that's the purpose. You're trying to, we talked this morning in our small group. Um, If you're not in a small group, we encourage you to get in a small group because that's where community will take place. Get plugged in. Get plugged in. We were talking in our small group this morning about how... uh, all it takes is a mustard seed faith mm. to move a mountain. Mm-hmm. Well, where does that mustard seed faith come from? Often it comes from a testimony that someone is giving. Mm. Okay, Let me use a scripture. So now we're to Acts 26, 16, and this is where Paul is talking about what changed after the encounter. So mm. we went through, I was a persecutor of Christianity. I was throwing people in jail. Then Jesus appeared to me, knocked me down to the ground, and now here's what changed. He said the assignment changed. Jesus said to Paul, while he, I'm assuming, one would assume that he was laying flat on the ground, <laughs> prostrate, because the Holy Spirit knocked him flat. He, it'd be interesting to know if he was in a catatonic state or if he was too afraid to get up or, you know. Well, you know, later in Scripture, it says that it was as if scales fell off of his eyes when he did. So, you know, you think about that and you're like, are they actually scales or were his eyes so matted shut? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, you never know with an encounter because some encounters you're just afraid to get up. Yeah. 
And some encounters you don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just depends. So <laughs> whatever state he was in, he's probably on the ground, though. Jesus spoke to him. Well, actually, we know he was on the ground because Jesus' first words were, get up. (laughs) Notice it says, but rise and stand up on your feet. That means Paul was probably too afraid to get up. Yeah. Rise and stand up on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose. Notice he's describing the encounter. Mm. I have appeared to you Mm. to appoint you as a servant and a witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles. Now, let's just hold on to that word right there. So Jesus said to Paul, I'm going to deliver you from your people and from the Gentiles, Mm. and then I'm going to send you to open their eyes. (laughs) Well, Paul wasn't exactly being delivered from his people at that point. Mm. Matter of fact, he was simply trying to minister, and they kept chastening from city to city to prosecute him and keep him in jail. Mm. And actually, Paul went into a period where he was multiple years in house yeah. arrest. Yeah. But so, so he's testifying before King Agrippa, this is what Jesus said to me, and he's taking a risk because mm-hmm. what if it doesn't work out? <laughs> right? Yeah. But what we know from history is it did work out because... Mm-hmm. Those years while Paul was in house arrest turned out to be the most productive years Mm -hmm. in the gospel. It is the Mm -hmm. years in which we get these letters written that Mm -hmm. became the Bible that have been affecting 2,000 years of people. Yeah. All because, see what I'm saying? He was in in house arrest. So, um, so it did work out, but he didn't know it at the time. So there, there's risk. I like to say a thought process that came to me when preparing for this podcast was this. By proclaiming what changed in my life after the encounter, you gain a respectable enemy called the devil, <laughs> but you also great, gain a great big ally called God. That's true. So when you do share your... Te- a lot of people are afraid to share their testimony mm. because they're afraid of the devil's counterattack. <sighs> Ever been afraid of the devil's counterattack for sharing I have, your testimony? But, you know, I've found that the uh, feelings of conviction afterwards are a lot more unpleasant <laughs> than the That's devil's counterattack. That's because your great big ally is kind of coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that God is mean. It's the... God has given such a sensitivity of... What if you were the opportunity for that person to turn to me? Mm. <laughs> Do you know I've actually gotten to where I um, didn't want to pray for miracle healing anymore? Mm. And the reason was that the counterattacks uh, had mm-hmm. become so severe that I was a little bit afraid of the repercussions <laughs> of praying for the next miracle healing. Um, and uh, and it was it's a test. Mm. Are you going to be afraid of the devil, or are you going to yeah. be afraid of God? Yeah. yeah. And your testimony is, I'd rather be afraid of God than I'd afraid of the devil. I'd rather be afraid of God. Right? <laughs> so the way to think of that is, is that I have a respectable enemy. Mm. You know, it is a respectable enemy. Yeah. But I've got a great big ally, mm. God, mm-hmm. who is able to take that respectable enemy and make it disrespectable. Mm. <laughs> it's not, not, something, it's true. not something we should be afraid of, yeah, if you will. true. 
See? So when I share my testimony, there is the risk of counterattack. Mm-hmm. When you share about joy, there is the risk of a spirit of depression kind of messing with you a little bit. When you share about peace, there is the risk of anxiety messing with you a little bit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When you share about um, I've overcome this sin, there is a risk of that the devil throwing that sin back at you, it's trying true. to mess with you, right? It's true. It happens. Yeah. But it's worth it for two reasons. One is I'm gaining a great big ally, mm-hmm. God, who's going to empower me. That's good. And I'm planting a seed of faith mm-hmm. in that next uh, person yeah. to experience what I have experienced. So um, that's my encouragement to you is that um, in your testimony, what you want to do is you want to, you want to say, this is who I was. This is what the encounter with Jesus looked like, felt like, mm-hmm. was like from my perspective, Mm -hmm. and then this is what is changed in me that I'm currently living out. And if you'll do that, it will give um, that person you're telling your testimony to hope that they could um, live that out. Now, before we close this podcast, I want to just, one last thought. If you're telling a person what changed and what you're currently living out, what percentage of people do you think need to see a perfect Christian mm. versus an imperfect Christian that's still struggling and living mm. it out? Mm. Everybody wants to see the guy who struggles because everybody struggles. <laughs> there you go. That that's really the way to solve that problem in your mm-hmm. mind is that people that are people aren't looking for perfect people. Mm. They're looking for people that are in the process of growing. Thank you for joining us today. Abundant Life Church is committed to being a church of home groups. To get involved in a home group, please call our office at 417-881-1532 or visit our website at Abundant.us to learn how. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. in person or on YouTube for amazing encounters with God.